This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. You can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. Welcome again to Cottage Talk. I am Russ Coleman. This is my match reaction show. My five takeaways from Fulham's loss in the FA Cup to Newcastle United. A disappointing way to go out, and I'll be sharing my thoughts coming up next. As always, please do subscribe on YouTube and Apple Podcasts. It does help other Fulham supporters find us. Well, unfortunately, this has been a tough week for the Fulham supporters, Fulham players, Marco, his staff, everyone with going out in two cups. It's not great, and I'm going to share my thoughts on this one. But there are some good things to take out of this because if I'm looking at it here, just some opening thoughts before I go to my five takeaways, is that I actually thought Foam had the better performance of the two sides in the first half. Yes, they gave up the goal, but they were, I thought, the better side. But that doesn't always translate to goals, obviously, and uh, Foam were down. 1-0 1-0 at the half. But if you look at how Fulham played in the first half, they did not play badly. And I have to say that Newcastle United were not impressive at all, but they did get the goal. It sometimes just comes down to that. It's really, it's comes down to the major stat that only really matters is goals. Honestly. And they scored the goal. Fulham did not. They scored two goals. Fulham scored No goals. So that is the difference in the match. I'll be sharing my thoughts on that. But if you just look at the performance in the first half with the players that were out there with the starting 11, I'm going to be talking about that coming up next. I thought that they did a a nice job. Unfortunately, the defending on two corners was poor and it came back to bite Fulham Football Club. We could talk about the controversy around both of those situations as well. And I will. But the defending was poor on the actual corners themselves. But Let's not waste any time. Let's get to it. Let's get to number five. And this is uh, one that I, I think is obvious, but you might not think so. Number five is this. Marco had an eye on the Everton match with his decisions on the starting 11. Now, Fulham played Wednesday night. They're going to be playing again Tuesday night. So then you have this match on Saturday night. What do you do if you're Marco Silva? Do you rotate? Well, he decided to rotate. He actually 
took out seven players from the match against Liverpool. That is a very big amount of players that he's rotating. I understand it. You could make the argument, obviously, with the match coming up, that that is the right decision. But maybe seven was just too many players to rotate. To their credit, though, like I mentioned before, I thought they played well in that first half. When you look at the starting 11 that Newcastle put out, I thought it was an extremely strong lineup that Eddie Howe put out. I think Fulham's starting 11 was all about rotation and an eye to the Everton match. And on the broadcast I watched before the match on ESPN+, Plus, Dan Thomas, one of the hosts, and Shaka Hislop were having a heated discussion about Fulham's approach in this match. And Dan Thomas was very upset with Fulham's starting 11 decisions made by Marco Silva. I understand both sides of that. I understand Marco with his rotation, but I also understand a broadcaster being disappointed by a club not putting out their best starting 11. I I get that. But if I look back at it, I, I wish Marco would have put out a stronger starting 11, but I do understand it. But that was, I think, a factor in this match because I think he actually does have an eye on to Everton. He's managing his team. So I get it, but as a fan, I want Fulham to put out the stronger side at every match. So that's the part that I disagree with, but I understand the philosophy behind it. That's my number five. Number four, the injury to Harry Wilson is a serious concern. His shoulder. Now, he continued to play in the first half and then eventually had to be subbed off with William, and thankfully Fulham have William. But what has been interesting about Harry Wilson, I don't think he's a regular starter in the Premier League. I just don't. But I think he is very valuable coming off the bench. So this is going to be something that we're going to have to watch. Hopefully he's not going to be out at all. Maybe it was a minor shoulder situation. We will find out hopefully soon about the injury to him. But if it is serious, this is going to hurt Fulham, especially with the players that are out now. I'm talking about Alex Wobie, you know, not being available. You obviously have the Adama Traore situation. So if Harry Wilson's out, Fulham's death at the uh, winger position is really going to be uh, challenged. Think about that. And then, of course, it all goes to recruitment, need more players, lack of depth. It's all there, especially if Harry Wilson is out for any period of time. Because I don't have any faith that Adama Traore is coming back the rest of the season. So um, this is going to be one to watch. He actually was playing very well, so it actually hurt Fulham in this match. I, I do think he is very good off the bench, not a regular starter in the Premier League. But if he's out, that's going to hurt Fulham Football Club. That's why that's my number four. Number three, the two goals off of the corners was the difference. Now, the first one, we can go back and forth about the situation with handball. I get all that, and uh, I've watched it several times. When I watched it live, I agreed with the Fulham players who were going crazy that it's handball, goals shouldn't count. And uh, if you listen to the broadcast I listened to, they were telling you that basically it was an incidental situation and that the goals should count. So 
whether I agree with the ruling or not, it's crazy. I, I don't want to go through the rules on this. I want to focus on the actual defensive issues. And uh, actually, Tim Ream talked about this after the match, and you can watch his interview on FFC TV because the defending on both corners was poor. And they gave up two goals on corners. The first one, like you said, defending poor. The second one, same thing. That's how Newcastle United scored their goals. And if you take those out there, yes, they created some opportunities, Newcastle United, but goals change games. This changed the game. And uh, it's upsetting because I thought Fulham had the better performance in the first half, but Newcastle United go ahead. And then, of course, they get the goal in the second half, and then the match is over at that point. So it's very frustrating, and I'm sure Marco and his players will be analyzing the mistakes they made off of these two corners that led to two goals from Newcastle United. Very disappointing. Number two, Awobi Mbassi being away at the African Cup of Nations continues to hurt Fulham. So let's start with Alex Awobi. I think this is massive. You'll see on social media, you'll hear pundits talking about fans. Fulham lack firepower up front right now. They need a striker. I'm not going to disagree that they need another striker, but I will make the argument that Alex Awobi being out is hurting the potential goals that Fulham can get. His link-up play, this triangle that he will have with Jimenez and also Pereira, honestly believe that Awobi being out is affecting Pereira and also affecting Jimenez, because I, I don't think it's uh, an accident that Awobi being at the African Cup of Nations is affecting these two players. I, I think it's pretty obvious. And I feel that once he does return, the goals will return as well. It's not about him scoring goals. It's about that continuity with those two other players. Call what it is. It's like a triangle and a piece is missing from that triangle. You take that away. And then I think that's where you're seeing some struggles of these two players. People are going right back at Pereira. I understand it. People are going now starting can maybe take a little look at what's been going on with uh, Raul Jimenez. But the common denominator to their play not being where it was, say, a month ago is Alex Awobi. So I just want Alex Awobi to come back as soon as possible. And Calvin Bassey, not being there on defense, I think, hurts as well. Because uh, nothing against Tim Ream, but I want the partnership to be the rest of the season, Bassey and Tosin. That's what I want. Okay. Coming up next is my number one takeaway from Fulham's loss in the FA Cup to Newcastle United. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Okay, to end this episode of Cottage Talk, here's my number one takeaway, and it's this. The Fulham supporters who boycotted the match made a statement. Now, we can agree or disagree on this, but I'm going to make my case that they did make a statement. If there's only 18,000 plus at Craven Cottage, 
you're talking 6,000 plus are missing of Fulham supporters. So that to me is a huge number. And if you watch the match like I did on television, all I heard were the Newcastle United supporters. They made a difference. And I think that the fans that were there that supported Fulham, they made a difference, but we needed everyone there. We need everyone there all the time. So for me, they made a statement. I've seen the comments after the match, but you know what? We'll see how this all plays out with the club. But um, I hope the club take this seriously. The fact that that amount of supporters were not there and they rethink everything that they're doing in regards to pricing. I have my doubts that they will, but one thing that I do know is I truly believe that the Fulham supporters made a statement not going to this match. And I think they can make a difference when they're there. They can help the players on the pitch, give them that extra little that they need to get over the line to get that goal, to win a match. The supporters are very important to Fulham Football Club. And anyone that doesn't think so, they are just blind, okay? They are blind. The Fulham supporters are the lifeblood of Fulham Football Club. If they're not there, then I'm sorry, it's just not the same team and it's not the same club. The fact that that many were not there speaks volumes to me. You can agree or disagree with me. If you disagree with me, fine. I disagree with you. I think them not being there made a difference in this match and they make a difference when they are there. When that's a full-packed Craven Cottage, you saw it. With the Liverpool match, they can make a difference. We always make a difference. I'm talking about the Fulham supporters. So I think them not being there made a statement. And I do hope the club listens. I have my doubts. But we shall see. We shall see what happens over the course of time. I'm not giving up this uh, crusade I'll call to help the Fulham supporters get affordable tickets. It's hashtag affordable Fulham because this is just not right. The club, in my opinion, are not doing right by the people that are the lifeblood of Fulham Football Club. Please look at this. Take this seriously and don't just discard it. And I feel that the club is simply just discarding it. I feel right now, every time ticket prices are brought up and they have a discussion about it was, say, the Fulham Supporters Trust. I just think it's just pure lip service. They're not really doing anything about it. They are justifying it instead of looking at it and saying, well, wait a minute, maybe we should rethink this because we are hearing this from a group of supporters and they should really take this in and rethink what they're doing with ticket pricing. I just don't think they're going to, and that's sad. But there's no question in my mind that the Fulham supporters who boycotted the match made a statement. That's why that's my number one. Okay. Well, that's going to do it for this episode of Cars Talk. As always, please do subscribe on YouTube and Apple Podcasts. It does help other Fulham supporters find us. Well, that's going to do it for this episode. My name is Russ Coleman. Thank you as always for watching and listening to Cars Talk, part of the Talk Sport Fan Network. It's the 90th minute and all to play for at the end of the match. All your mates are around. 
you've got your McDougat share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping, and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. Are you in? I know I'm in. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.